0: The Roman Gabriel Show. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show with host Roman Gabriel, faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at romangabrielshow.com. The Roman Gabriel Show.
1: Well, when you're feeling better in your own skin, you're less likely to compare yourself to others, right? You're you're stronger in defining who you are. And I think society really imposes on us all the reasons why we should compare to what somebody else is doing. But when you're feeling healthy, when you're practicing self-care, when you're feeling confident and comfortable, you have a greater tendency to say, this is what I'm doing for me. And um, make your own decisions in life, you know, do what's best for you as opposed to what's best for somebody else. And so that's the goal um, behind the mission and the brand. You know, our our tagline is beauty is you, no comparison, really inspire you to achieve more. Go for that dream, go for that job, make that connection, have that relationship, whatever it is, um, and doing it by feeling better about yourself.
2: Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, streaming TV on DBTV, Troptions TV, Holyfield TV, uh, you can find us just about anywhere. And uh, of course, we're all about faith, family, and sports, faith, family, and business, faith, family, and entertainment. And uh, coming in with me, um, you know, what what happens in today's technology world is... uh, I meet a lot of people uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and this is one of my Facebook friends that I came across. Her name's Jennifer Christensen. She's a University of Michigan graduate, so she's got to be real excited this week af- after Michigan's big win over Ohio State.
1: Yeah, super uh, excited. Go! Through. I know, I know,
2: <laughs> uh, Jennifer. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. You, you're a business entrepreneur, a company called Face Trace. You're involved in a lot of philanthropic opportunities. Uh, psychology background television, entertainment, uh, social networking, uh, a lot of things. So, Jennifer, welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk.
2: Well, first of all, uh, you're obviously a Chicago person. Uh, is that right? Born and raised there?
1: Yeah, born and raised in Chicago. That's right.
2: Okay, cool, cool. So you went to the University of Michigan. And, uh, you know, me being a, a football fan like I am, you um, i like you to tell people uh, that have never been to a Michigan-Ohio State game or understand what a Michigan-Ohio State rivalry is about, which is probably the <laughs> biggest rivalry in football. Uh, explain to, to our viewers out there how big a deal that is.
1: It's a huge deal. I mean, people at the University of Michigan and Ohio State eat, breathe and sleep football. Um, Everybody comes out with their family. The whole campus is out there. Um, I think there's maybe one hundred and fifty thousand fans in the stadium at the big house. Um, People start tailgating early in the morning, 7 a.m. They're out there. The streets are full. Um, So if you're trying to go anywhere other than football game, it's probably not going to happen. Um, rain or shine, snow doesn't matter. Everyone is out there. The house is full, and it's really a great time. It's it's an awesome experience.
2: So your experience at University of Michigan is uh, uh, you you have a you have a psychology background. So so talk about how you got into that. What what, what interested you about psychology?
1: I do. You know, I was a pre med student at U of M, and um, my degree was in psychology. And I just think it's so important understanding you know, how we develop, and especially at the different ages and stages of our life um, through childhood and on. I I did a lot of research in child development, which I found today, especially as a mother and even in business, understanding kind of how people tick. you know, um, how we receive information, how we communicate information. It's all been really um, valuable in, in what I do for a living. And then later on, I went into the media, which also allowed me to have a solid foundation of how I deliver messages. And, um, and so I'm, you know, education is invaluable, you know, no matter what your field of study is, you will always be able to use it in some area of your life. So I'm really grateful for that opportunity.
2: So how, how did psychology get you? Did, how did you get interested moving from that to television entertainment? How did that come about?
1: Oh, well, that was a leap of faith. As I refer to it, I had always um, planned to be a doctor. And I remember I volunteered in hospitals, probably thousand, over a thousand hours before I even went into um, high school. I mean, I'm sorry, into college. And um, I realized at some point what my greatest passion was, was writing. And I loved um, doing philanthropic things and and working with people in the communities. And I wanted to be able to deliver messages sort of beyond the doctor's office. And um, I said, you know what, I'm going to go into the media. So I applied for an internship as a reporter and um, I I did that and I loved it. And I said, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, I will go back into medicine. And it worked out. And then um, once I graduated, I actually graduated a year early from U of M. So I thought that gave me a little bit of time to figure it out. Um, I started producing and hosting my own news shows and um, in Chicago, and I was doing some things in New York and I just went forward from there.
2: So you're a, you're a sports fan, obviously. So that's a big sports town, right? I mean, you know, everything that goes on in Chicago is big time when you talk about the Bears and the and the Bulls and uh, the Blackhawks. And of course, as you said, college football is big in that area. So how did sports work into the psychology part of this thing for you in terms of uh, your love for sports?
1: I think there's a lot of parallel between um, sports, a lot of parallel between sports and business. Um, the teamwork, right, you really learn that teamwork makes the dream work, you learn the value of everybody contributing to a team, you learn the value of leadership. Um, and even as I assemble my own teams in my technology company, um, you learn what it what it really means to help others be their best. Um, you learn what it means to really have a vision, how to innovate, how to pivot, you know, when something doesn't go as planned and really just having a, a true passion, right? So sports are something that are derived from a lot of passion, a lot of excitement, and that's parallel to having a mission behind your company, behind your brand, the kind of difference you wanna make, the way in which you wanna impact others. So there's so many um, uh, parallels you can draw, but I think the biggest is effort and putting work in to get that win, um, to achieve what it is that you want. So it's really exciting in both, both ways.
2: So tell me about, uh, Jennifer Christian's with us on the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com. Tell me about FaceTrace, about the technology company, how that came about and and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so what we're seeing um, in the market, especially with the interplay of social media, is that it's really been impacting the confidence and self-esteem in young girls and women. And we are seeing beauty filters and photo editing apps impacting, you know, suicide has gone up 250% in young girls and women because they're comparing themselves to these unrealistic images. So I wanted to do something with technology that helped girls and women to feel more comfortable and confident in their own skin in real life. And I saw a study done by Harvard called the Lipstick Effect. And they said that simply applying lipstick not only improved um, self-esteem and confidence, but cognitive cognitive abilities and academic performance. So I said, if there's something that I could do to help diverse women feel most comfortable being themselves, not comparing themselves to anyone online, not to anyone who looks different than they do, um, let's see what we can figure out. So I developed a mobile application called Face Trace. And how the app works is it scans your personal facial features. And we have innovated augmented reality to give you a customized experience to teach you how to apply cosmetics for your face, as opposed to relying on a graphic to tell you how you should look. Um, so it's really, really exciting. Um, we're we're seeing it working with our beta testers, and they're feeling great. They're feeling confident, and it's a convenient way to practice self care.
2: So how did this how did this transition into you know the obviously the business end of it into uh, helping? Tell me about how how you guys apply helping young ladies in terms of self esteem, in terms of their overall confidence. Talking about what you guys are doing with that.
1: Well, when you're feeling better in your own skin, you're less likely to compare yourself to others, right? You're you're stronger in defining who you are. And I think society really imposes on us all the reasons why we should compare to what somebody else is doing. But when you're feeling healthy, when you're practicing self-care, when you're feeling confident and comfortable, you have a greater tendency to say, this is what I'm doing for me and um make your own decisions in life you know do what's best for you as opposed to what's best for somebody else and so that's the goal um behind the mission and the brand you know our, our tagline is beauty is you no comparison and um you know stats even show that only four percent of women in the world feel beautiful and that's a, a staggering number it's it's astounding and really really unfortunate um, but if we could do just one simple thing to help women to feel more comfortable and confident. I mean, think about it even, you know, from a man's standpoint, you probably have a little more pep in your step after you get a haircut or, you know, somebody a gets a workout. New outfit, right. Act, absolutely. So it's practicing, you know, self-care in small ways um, that's convenient and um, wants to really works to really inspire you to achieve more go for that dream go for that job make that connection have that relationship whatever it is um and doing it by feeling better about yourself
2: uh what do you see in terms of um the uh young ladies that you're working with through your program about the fallout from covid in terms of social emotional skills social mindfulness uh confidence Uh, like you said suicide obviously is is a big factor from that drug and alcohol use Depression, anxiety. Um, what have you seen post-COVID in terms of those things in, in the people and the youngsters you've been working with?
1: That's a great question. You know, um, connection is a natural human need, and I think we rely on social media, or our brains become wired or even addicted to. It's designed to be that way to hit that scroll and connect with people through a screen. But social emotional connection really comes from being connected internally to yourself so that you're making healthy connections with healthy people and you are in person. And um, now that doesn't mean you can't do these things online, but it all comes to how truly and how authentic are you being as yourself, right? And when you are authentically feeling well, when you're taking care of you, when you have fresh ideas, when you're inspired, all of that um, comes from, you know, your surroundings and your relationship and how you're taking care of care of those relationships and nurturing them, nurturing you. And everything just starts with you and who you are and how you feel about yourself. And um, that's going to open the door to the type of relationships that you have. If you're scrolling a phone all day long, it's kind of mind numbing. And um, we're seeing that really impact this all generations, truly.
2: Now you have a you have a you have a young son, so as a single mom, talk to me, talk to me about what you dealt with during the pandemic and post pandemic, what you're seeing in your own son. It
1: was tough. Um, I think you know, I understand why um, a lot of parents have relied on maybe the iPad or something to give them a hand. Um, I wasn't able to do that as much. My son was five when the pandemic started. I had a young company, a young little boy. You know, he was um, e-learning, and it was tough to juggle all those things at one time. Um, and my little boy happens to be one that's super active, so he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't glued to the iPad. And I know how the iPad can um, really damage your brain, right? You know, it really impacts your, your brain and how it develops. And so I monitor that screen time. Um, but listen, we faced a time in history where parents needed a hand you are really on an Island of your own. And we're going to see the impact, um, for generations to come. I, I see in the schools right now, and my son's in third grade right now, Uh, The level of reading, the level of writing, um, the level of math has really stalled um, from prior years. And it's because they they were typing online. They weren't writing. Right. And so these tactical things are very, very different and and they're going to impact um, our generations. And so it's something we need to be prepared for and and honest about.
2: I'm Roman Gabriel, president of the Sold Out School Alcohol Abstinence Program. Did you know that since COVID-19, 35% of 13- to 17-year-old students are experiencing some sort of mental or emotional distress? Suicide is up 25% with high school students. Parents, please be vigilant in watching out for your students. For more information for you and your students, go to soldouttv.com and click on our Fitness, Health, and Wellness page. And parents, check out our Facebook page at Sold Out Students.
0: Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show with host Roman Gabriel. Faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at romangabrielshow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel.
2: Jennifer Christian with a space trace beauty, uh, Roman Gabriel Show. RomanGabrielShow.com, and um, you know, you mentioned, you know, all of these things have played together. Uh, you know, I know you've probably heard this before, but people talk about great societies of the past, you know, Rome, Greece. Uh, that normally a society like those lasts 250 years before it imploded from the inside. Um, we're about there as a country right now, uh, at about 248 or 49 years old. Um, the family's under incredible attack right now from all sides. Um, all you have to do is look at the numbers, the divorce rate, um, what single parents are having to deal with, um, what the schools are teaching our kids at a very young age, especially in the public schools, the number of families that have gone to homeschooling because they don't trust uh, the woke agenda that's being taught to our kindergartners. And and, and I can remember um, being in college and what you mentioned of being able to discuss issues of disagreement with your professors, having a place on campus where anyone could put a view out there where there was discussion about alter or differing views, um, where uh, indoctrination didn't happen until college. But when you look at the this concerted intentional attack happening now to grade school and kindergarten kids with stuff that we didn't know until we were in college uh, what what are your thoughts about how, how we can better protect the family unit and how we can come against what seems to be an onslaught attack uh, on our family and children?
1: Yeah, you know, when I was um, at the University of Michigan, I facilitated a course called Intergroup Dialogue. And how that worked was the um, the classes were broken down into sections according to social identities, So gender, race, sexuality, um, socioeconomic class, ability versus disability, And the purpose of that course was to teach people dialogue as opposed to debate and teach them conflict resolution, conflict um, negotiation, better communication skills. And I think we um, started out in a way where we were trying to teach people tolerance and acceptance. And those two things are very important and they are very different than imposing beliefs on somebody else. Um, and, And I also think that it's really important, especially from a child development standpoint, Um, where we can teach people to accept and respect and be kind to those that are different, Um, but we don't have to define um, uh, normalcy, right? We don't have to define these things in the the classroom, I think, or expose what what might be the better way to put it. Um, I personally believe that the classroom is for um, academics. And I believe that especially at a time where children have been home, we have to have a really strong focus on that. And I think that if you're going to um, spend time in the classrooms, anything that is around these social identities, it has to come from a place of teaching people how to communicate with those that are different, teaching people how to respect those that are different, but but not really laying out things, especially when it comes to sex, personally, I think that, you know, the the human brain doesn't develop until you're, you know, into your 20s. And, um, and telling a five year old that they're supposed to wrap their mind around hormones and things like that we don't, we take our whole lives to figure that out. So how does that make sense for a, a child in kindergarten? And some of the things my, my child has come home and asked me, I just feel um, it's too heavy and too confusing for a young age when we have, as I mentioned, adults trying to figure those things out. And we need an academic focus, reading, writing, math, and how are we treating people? How are we being kind? How are we being respectful? Um, and, and that's what I believe is, is important.
2: Well, the other thing that's really interesting about it to me is, is that you mentioned it earlier about the importance of team concepts and and and, and things where you're learning how to get along with people in an environment that's fun. Um, when you take away and you cut back physical fitness, when you cut back inter, interscholastic sports, um, right right now, those are the only places where what you just said doesn't exist. Where you take politics out of everything, where in a in a sports context everybody has to learn to play with each other. Everybody has to learn to put aside their differences. Everybody has to learn to do what's best for the team as opposed to what's best for the individual. And you have to learn to get along with a lot of different kinds of people because you have one common goal and you have to be able to put aside personal differences for team game. Um, So I don't see that team concept being taught uh, in our public schools today. And I think it's a huge detriment to our youngsters.
1: Yeah, I think in, in trying to focus on the differences, we've negated what makes us a team. And, um, and what I used to teach in my courses was um, hearing the different sides and then understanding where we connect so that we learn how to build empathy and respect, and then we communicate better. And I think that is the approach that needs to be had and can have with, with young children um, as well. You know, you take turns listening. I say my side, we accept what it is that is different. And now what are we going to do to problem solve to work together? That's the focus. You be you, I be me, we'd be happy. (laughs) And, um, and I think, you know, the other thing that's important is that, um, these classrooms are not, especially with young children, emotionally safe environments for people to expose their vulnerabilities. Right. And, um, because the the students in there are not emotionally mature enough to support them. So if we're having these conversations in class, you know, think about it if an adult or somebody goes to therapy, it's a one-on-one conversation. It's not in front of 38-year-olds, you know. Um and nobody's really thinking of that in the effort to support maybe that one or two particular, you know, people who need a certain level of support in the group, um they're almost putting them in harm's way. And so I think the most important thing to do is have um, ensure that schools have social workers. Ensure that schools have counselors. Ensure that schools are really strict on bullying. Ensure that schools are teaching dialogue and acceptance and respect and tolerance and empathy. And there be strict consequences when somebody is is not kind or respectful or treating someone in a way that's fair and safe. And I think that has to be the the focus because the the common ground there is that people are in school to learn the things that they need to to be successful in the world. And part of that is the social-emotional development. But there are, are ways to go about that that have a little more balance.
2: Jennifer Christensen is with us right here on the Roman Gabriel Show, Show.com. And before I let you go, uh, if you had to speak to students out there today, teenagers out there today you know with what you guys do it at, at, at face trace in terms of building self-image confidence getting kids turned in a direction where uh where your energies are being spent positively to get where you want to go and to reach your dreams and goals what what would you say for yourself to kids today Jennifer was maybe one or two things that really helped you to get where you wanted to go
1: yeah You've got to tap into your heart. And this is something that I've been thinking about uh, personally. You know, we have life coming at us fast all the time. Um, and that is because of technology. That's because of our friends, our parents, our relationships, whatever it is. And everybody has has an idea or an opinion of what you should do. And it's very easy to um, become distracted by all those voices. And it's very easy to become weighed down by the pressures. But if you can find a way to sit with yourself and listen to what it is that you are truly passionate about, um, and then pursue what makes you feel good, take care of you, be healthy, make healthy choices, you're going to find yourself um, more confident to be on a track that helps you to live your most authentic, passionate, healthiest, happiest life. And then just get started. You know, where there's a will, there's a way life is at your fingertips to just figure it out. There is no such thing as problem. There's only solutions. You look at the problem and what am I going to do about it? Don't stay stuck on what's in front of you, go after what could be. Um, and I think all of that comes from getting out of your head, focusing on, on what the problems are and tapping into the passion from of what you know inside to be true for you. And For me, why I founded Face Trace was giving young girls and women, anybody who wants to use the application, um, that sense of identity for them that's personal, that's customized, that makes them feel good. So that when they stand in front of the world or when the world comes at them, they can say, no, this is who I am. This is what I like. And this is what I'm going to do. And um, that's what it is for me.
2: You know, I look at a lot of your information following you on Facebook, and, you know, one of the things that you focus on is is overcoming adversity and learning how to fail and move forward. And Mm -hmm. a lot of our students today, you know, the difference between our generations was, you know, I was taught that failure was a good thing, that if you learn from failure when your opportunity comes again, that you're going to do things differently to help you become successful the next time, and that those experiences weigh heavily in terms of your ability to succeed. Um, but these kids today would rather not try because they're yes. so afraid to be ostracized if they were to fail. So uh, what would you tell students about that? Because I know you talk a lot about yeah. that.
1: Well, so that's that's what you're alluding to. There is the cancel culture. And that's a lot of pressure because, you know, back when we were failing or making mistakes or learning, you know, along our journey, there was less eyeballs. Right. So to, to look at it. But these kids are are under a microscope worldwide. And, um, it really impacts their self-esteem and it can be very defeating. And so for me, that's where faith comes in. Right. Um, you know, you have to, uh, just have the ability to pivot. And when something doesn't go, how you hope you, you have to know that it's okay to say a couple things. One, I don't know. I don't know yet but this is what I'm going to do to figure it out. And, um, and the other thing is that you have to have the opportunity to know that it's okay, it's okay to make a mistake. And for me, that's where my faith comes in, where I say, you know, it didn't work this way, but I'm gonna try again um, and listen. We are all human. (laughs) And I think it's really hard when you're comparing yourselves to people that you see online that are super successful, but we all started somewhere. And the conversations that I have with fellow entrepreneurs that have extreme success, um, you know, they look at, you know, even my startup at the, the very, very beginning. And they say, I remember when I started this way and, you know, be willing to talk to people and have real conversations. How did you start? What did you learn? You know, what were some of your mistakes? Um, And be willing to try again in different ways. And and that's, especially with entrepreneurship, that's where innovation comes in. And you can innovate in in so many ways. It doesn't have to be technology. It's um, having a new thought, you know, a new thought process. Um, And listen, cancel culture is not real. (laughs) It's it's an emotionally immature thing. And, um, you know, God, unplugging from the net. Put that phone down.
2: Well, the, the the one thing that you mentioned, and I could see why you're having so much success with the young ladies you're working with is, is, you know, even parents get caught in that trap of going on Facebook and you're seeing people on vacation all the time. You're seeing people in these glamorous places. Everybody's doing great and smiling and everything's doing great, but that's not real. No. Uh, and that's what I try to tell kids is, is, you know, you need to have two or three people. Hopefully you're fortunate enough to have at least one person around you that trusts you, that cares about you, no matter what, that you can really confide in. Um, So don't get caught up in the social networking that these are your real friends. Um, It it, it really is unrealistic. Uh, And I've even found myself sometimes it's, you know, what you said, it's so easy to look at someone else, the grass is always greener and say, "Boy, boy, I wish I had that. Or man, I wish my life looked like that. Uh, And then you get to know people that you get to know on Facebook, because I know a lot of my friends from high school and college on Facebook. And you spend some time face to face with them and you learn that what's going on the Facebook page isn't exactly what's going on, really. Um, So kids need to understand the difference between, you know, Facebook. Facebook's fun to talk to your friends and uh, to talk about things that interest you and to, you know, to see these really cool things on TikTok, Instagram, because everything right now is a 15 to 20 second burst. Um, Yeah. But, you know, patience is a virtue, as you said. Uh, Having counselors and mentors in your life are fantastic. Being accountable to somebody that will tell you the truth, as much as that goes against the grain of what you're seeing every day on that phone, uh, that's real life. Uh, And and I think that's what we need to put across to our kids.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think as an adult, you learn. And for me, um, you have to believe in yourself more than you believe in the doubts of others. Right. And, um, when I am able to look back on my own life and, you know, through the faith that I have, if something is not going my way, I can say, but I'm right here, I'm right here and I'm going to make it happen. And I've done it before and I will do it again. Um, but a child doesn't have that life experience or emotional maturity yet. And so it's important for us to be their support and, and nurture that message into their life and, and let them know that your support is here with me. I've got you. I'm going to guide you through it. Come what may, whatever is said, we're here, we're in this together. And I think that makes a big, big difference. And um and, and two, if, if faith is is a strong point in somebody's life, that's where you, you teach that as well.
0: The Roman Gabriel Show. Fentanyl is killing... unsuspected every day. I stand before you today to tell you how my 18-year-old daughter died from gunshot. My daughter um, had knee surgery. Um, She was 18 years old and she loved gymnastics. So um, she was finally able to get a knee surgery done. um, And as a result, she was in a lot of pain because of that. Was pressured into, peer pressure by the social media um, you know, talking to friends saying I'm in pain, I'm in pain and them suggesting well so and so, you know, can get you some pills. So she ordered a pill through Snapchat that she thought it was a pain pill. And um and it was delivered right to the house. The pill he brought her while I was getting her food was not a painkiller. It was fentanyl. So it killed her instantly and I found her I said goodnight to her that night and um, found her lifeless body the next morning in bed. She took the pill, and one pill can kill. And the the pills don't discriminate. Actually, you know, providing these platforms to these drug dealers to merchandise these drugs, and not so much as fentanyl, disguised as, you know, whether it's Xanax or Adderall. I mean, it comes in everything. I mean, kids are even vaping it these days. Any opportunity I could get to help families and and speak and tell my story to prevent other families from having to go through, having to endure this profound, this profound pain that my family has gone through. Um, I will take that opportunity. I've been and continue to fight this um, ever growing crisis and drug epidemic that has plagued our society. The Roman Gabriel Show.
2: Jennifer Christian, Face Trace Beauty. Tell, tell uh, our young ladies out there and others uh, how they can get to the site and what they need to do.
1: Yes, www.facetracebeauty.com. Um, you can visit the website. You'll learn a little bit about our mission, what we're developing, and you can become part of the process early on to be our first user. Um, give us your feedback and then we can improve the experience for you. And that's a really cool opportunity to have.
2: And she's a great follow on Facebook, everybody. Like I said, if you're looking for positive, you know, sometimes when you go to uh, a lot of sites, you know, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or other things, you got a lot of negative going on. But um, she doesn't allow the negative on that site. So uh, if you want to get some positive encouragement, some life skills, some things that uh, from a successful person like Jennifer, uh, she'll definitely encourage you. Uh, Where can they go to find you on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so my Instagram is um my handle is Jennifer Christensen. Um and uh Facebook is my handle is Jennifer C925. Um my name is too long to stick it on the back there. <laughs> so maybe we'll we'll pop up my spelling on the screen or something. But um yeah, I'd love to talk to you, love to connect, um, and love to be a resource to anybody that I can help.
2: Jennifer, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the Roman Gabriel Show. Really appreciate what you're doing for young people out there and uh, keep plugging away because uh, we got to have people like yourself. And we're so excited on our show to have so many hundreds of people that are pouring into young people's lives because we need this next generation to be strong and to be the leaders that we know they can be. So thank you for building that into the youngsters you're working with and uh, continue great uh, fortune and blessing. Uh, with Face Trace and with your company.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for putting these positive messages out there. I really, really appreciate it. It means so much. Thank you. Hey, this is Nick Raffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of the Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate.
2: And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text soldout20 to 484848. That's soldout20 to 484848. And help us. Help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating text sold out 20 to 484848. That's sold out 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free.
1: The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive Producers Roman Gabriel, Nick Rafini, and Kirsten Cluthy.